I like to watch women doing little domestic chores. You came to the right town. She cooks as good as she looks, Ted. Today you are in for a special treat because we are working on a series of exercises which I've personally invented based on simple household tasks. I call my program Clairobics because her name is Claire. Bobby is right. And she's leaving too. This place does something to people. All of the women are always busy and perfect and smiling and all of the men are always happy. And that's a problem because? Because it's not normal, Walter. It's it's not the world. It's not us. Well, welcome back everybody to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And we are joined this time by our very first guest, fittingly, the person who often hosts the podcast, actually every time, and often uh, participates in the movie watching and the funny comments and actually contributed our title from last time. I don't know if you're aware of that. And the cookies. Don't yes. forget the cookies. And brings us cookies. And that is James's lovely wife, Emily. Emily, thank you for joining us. Hi, boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, for those at home, Emily just about fell off her chair. So, <laughs> so. got to start off, you know, <laughs> yeah. keeping it cool. Yeah, exactly. I feel much better now. I've never actually fallen off my chair. <laughs> How much beer did you give her before? <laughs> this isn't tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that Emily contributed was the first request for this particular title that we're doing this time, uh, which was seconded by uh, Roger Cousineau from The Geek Likes. And that title is The Stepford Wives, the Ira Levin book, which has been adapted twice. So maybe you want to tell us about your history with it. Absolutely. And thank you for taking, um, watching something that, uh, that I requested. That's cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. So as far as the politics, I've always been interested in women's poly. And, um, I first saw this movie. I was early teenager and, um, uh, I just, I, it really scared me. And I still think about it every time I'm in the grocery store. I, it always, <laughs> it never fails. I'll be walking through like the meat department or something. Do you I'll, purposely mess up your own basket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, last time I was in the grocery store, I took a picture of my basket just to, you know, it was like order, but not complete. You there know. we go. Yeah. So we'll have to throw that up on the show notes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sign of non-stepwardness right here. Yes. <laughs> and then when they did the remake, it was, it's just, I knew, I was like, I, I, I don't think I'd ever read the book, actually. So, um, so this was kind of fun to, to go back to that childhood memory of what I thought the movie was like, and then to read the book, and then to see the, mm-hmm. the remake again, and watch the original again. With a different perspective of actually exactly, being a wife now. So. Exactly, and, right. and many years in between, it, it kind of changed things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. So you said you had never read the book? That's correct. Had, had any of us read the book? Nope. No. Nope. So, and I, I remember s- vaguely watching the, the remake long, long time ago. Cause I remember really the only thing I remembered about it was Matthew Broderick and Nicole Kidman and how silly they looked together on screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen any of the movies. I, I was aware of it and I think I was aware that it was a remake. Right. But hadn't read the book. But, but you were aware of the whole Stepper Wives the phenomenon, trope. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, what I think is so weird is I can't actively recall watching the movie with any decent uh, like lucid, you know, memories of it. But I know exactly what Stepford White is, right? Someone says Stepford White, you know what that is. Right. Which is really weird. Uh, yeah. It's funny how that has kind of been ingrained into the social conscious mm-hmm. of what a Stepford White is. Yeah. 
And you, they even you, have a TV show about it. Huh? Have you, have you not heard of this? No. Emily had an idea. They have a TV show. Yeah, it's no. called The Real Stripper Lives. I've oh, never actually whoa. watched it, but it looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, yeah, it's one of those things on, on TV tropes. When you look up certain things, it'll say, this is the trope namer. Because right. now they, they will use that in other movies to talk about a particular idealized mm-hmm. wife or, you know, a, a ridiculously submissive and put together and, and, and wife is going to be called a Stepford wife. So sure. given, <laughs> given that it's kind of in the, the public domain, so to say, or in the popular culture, do we need to give a really detailed idea about what the book and movies are about? I mean, because we do only do a, a big plot summary. Or we, now we, recently a smaller plot yeah, summary. Yeah, we, we've right. stopped doing the big plot summary and we, we do more the story. That's what we call it, right? The, right. What, the is, story, what is common what between the everything? Story. Yeah. Right. So anybody want to take a crack at that? Sure. I think I've been heading that up lately. Yes, it is, anyway. it's true. So the story. Because um, you, you're, you're the biggest uh, critic of, I am of the, the detail. Yes, I'm the biggest plot. proponent of the <laughs> summary. Of the, of the detailed plot summary. It kills me every time. So, uh, the, the story, we basically have a married couple who moves out to the suburbs, uh, that suburb being the Stepford, Stepford, right? Yeah. yeah Connecticut, I think. Stepford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Um, you know, while they're there, they notice that the women in this community are a bit off, especially the wife. Not um, off like in Portland, though. Right. Not right. weird, just off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they notice they're a bit off. The women are, you know, constantly, doing house chores, nothing. They don't really interact outside of the house, mm-hmm. except for maybe clairobics. <laughs> <laughs> they have too much waxing of the floors. Right. And- they, they, they spend a lot of time ironing and waxing the floors and maintaining you know, the perfect household, or quote-unquote perfect household, right? Um, meanwhile, there's a men's association. Meanwhile, there's a men's association. Right. We don't really know what goes on there yet. And, you know, in, in the end, you come up with Stepford Wives. And Joanna, let's see. So Joanna's the, the female of the couple that move out there. And what else do we want to say about this? Well, she, she begins completely. to suspect that there's something right. well, sinister going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's kind of through her eyes, kind of with her investigation of what, what's going on here. And she makes a couple right. friends who aren't, who don't fall into that mold. Um, but and then, then, and then shortly, yeah. shortly thereafter, they do. Right. And she's kind of the last one left until the end. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing is, I think this is our first really big horror thriller science fiction. Right. Maybe this is, this is the point where we say, is this a science fiction book? Which I interject here. Um, I was reading on the 2004 movie version and they said that they actually titled it as a comedy thriller. And I didn't even, I, I had never heard of comedy thriller and if that could even coincide doesn't seem like something that would go well together <laughs> which no actually they're not uncommon i mean like death becomes her right that was, yeah. that was like a, i had to do research or clue. I, I learned yeah that's yeah clue we learned that clue was i'm like that's true because that was an awesome movie yeah it was <laughs> in a way scream i think is kind of a comedy thriller because it takes all these horror tropes yeah, uh, it's yeah. like yeah. the horror true. comedy right it's kind of kind of flipped around the other yeah. way right and I, yeah, that was one of the things I didn't particularly like about the remake. I, the, the thriller aspect of it from the book and the original movie, mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and one thing about the book, I, this is what I was going to say before, is, um, it's very brief. It's, to me, it reads more like almost a novelette. Mm-hmm. It, I think the version that I got was 120, 130 pages. Yeah. Yeah. And they're um, itty bitty pages. They're like yeah. this yeah. big. So it's a, it's a good quick read. You could sit down, do it over one, maybe two cups of coffee. 
Yeah, I would think right. it's the kind of thing that if you if you wanted to dedicate a few hours to, you could easily get through it. I I read it really easily this last week over the course of three days. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just a few minutes at a time. And you know, yeah. you, you look down and you look back up, and it's you're sixty pages into it. And yeah. Well, so to go back to the question about whether it's science fiction, when we looked for it, it's not in the science fiction section. Right. It's in the adult section, right next oh. to Ira Levin's other really popular book, Rosemary's Baby. Right. And, right. you know, granted, though, it was a couple aisles over from Carl Sagan's contact as well. Yes. So, uh, so that's more based on the author, I think, than than the, the content. I don't know. The contact is definitely science right. fiction. What about right. Rosemary's Baby? Right. Yeah. Well, back to your earlier question, right? Is this science fiction or a thriller? At least the book, anyway. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the movies tend to – the movies add on to the book, I think, mm-hmm. and make it more – Science fictiony, at least the first one. Well, yeah, both of them do, I guess. Um, and I would say that the book isn't necessarily a science fiction, more of a, just a thriller. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really. Well, I, I guess I would say it's plausibly science fiction when it doesn't come right out and and really reveal anything. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it, the the ending yeah. of the book is all kind of by implication mm-hmm. that there are somehow replacement wives being made, and that right. that is science fictiony, right? Androids or. Yeah. Something. Fembots. True. Yeah. So part of the, the, the creeping horror aspect of the book is there's eventually, uh, Joanna has these two friends slowly become Stepfordized. So the first one is Charmaine, the, the, the tennis wife, and she plows under her tennis court so that her husband can have a, a putting green. Right. And she can't hang out with the girls anymore because she's always busy taking care of the house. She's like, Oh, I was so selfish not taking care of my husband's needs and la mm-hmm. la la la. The next one to go, is Bobby. And she didn't ever think Bobby would, would, would be Stepfordized, but she becomes Stepfordized too. And then she mm-hmm. figures out you've got four months. And so as her four month anniversary comes up, she becomes more and more, uh, upset and scared mm-hmm. and worried about what might happen to her, who's going to take care of her kids. Um, and there's such a huge reversal in the book. She and her husband are very happy together. Mm-hmm. And they're both very socially progressive. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons he joins the men's association is so that eventually they'll let in women. Right. Because right. there is no women's association in Stepford. They're all too busy, you know, right. polishing balustrades and doing laundry and <laughs> right. cooking phenomenal meals and mm-hmm. doing little, you know. But there was a women's association. Yeah. So it, it, a big point, I suppose. Yeah. Joanna goes and searches the archives, mm-hmm. the city archives, and finds out that there used to be a women's association, which was disbanded like six years before. Mm-hmm. And the men's association kind of came up at the same time. Yeah. Is it about the same time it disbanded the women's mm-hmm. association? Yeah. Right. Bobby thinks that all the women are being changed because there's something in the water. So she right. starts drinking bottled water. But Joanna starts to realize that all the people in the men's association, they're all geeks. Yeah, and there's, there's a bunch of companies mm-hmm. nearby. Right? right. Yeah, yeah. There's the guy who used to do animatronics at Disney, and there's the computer association, and there's the rubberized plastic right. guy. Polymers and, right. And, and, and nobody can see people. this, but Emily just broke out in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Surrounded by geeks. <laughs> Is this a good time to tell her we have arranged a nice cruise for her and James later this month? Yes. <laughs> a weekend away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Second honeymoon. <laughs> on, on, the, on that note of something in the water, I actually went and looked because I'm like, are they making this up completely? And it turns out they, they talked about El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. that there was uh-huh. something in the water. And it's and the the psychiatrist that she goes to tells her it was lithium in the water. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to do a quick Google El Paso lithium. It turns out it's actually true that there is okay. lithium in the water supply in El Paso. <laughs> and there is a lower instance of suicide and mental kind of disorders huh. there. 
Wow. It reminded me of Serenity, huh. um, the packs. Right. On the, yeah. on, uh, Miranda. That's, that's what I thought of. So, to calm the populace. <laughs> that's funny, right? Serenity. Well, and that's, now. that's also kind of a sci fi trope. <laughs> Stephen King wrote a short story about that in one of his anthologies. Uh huh. Nice. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that come around and around and around again, mm-hmm. uh, right. implemented in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, I found it. I thought the book was just delightful. I, I read it the first time and I liked it. And I read it a second time and I kind of tried to take my time. And it's yeah, so like we delightful. said, it goes, yeah, so delightful. I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. <Fancy>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, there is a virtue to uncluttered prose that doesn't try and be too flowery mm. Tolkien. Um, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, mm. I, I have to do that just to piss Colin off. It works. Um, <laughs> I, need to, I need to take that button away from him. But like, it's, <laughs> it's just extremely readable. Um, and, and I like that whole, the, the whole part where Joanna meets Bobby and they start going around and trying to drum up support for the women's group and every place they're getting shot down. They finally meet Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was, fascinating the kind of the different personality types of the women who weren't Stepford wives, who then just become all uniform mm-hmm. once they become that. Because right. you had Bobby, who's kind of a slob. You had Charmaine, who is uh, against sex entirely, <laughs> as far as we can tell, uh, <laughs> or certainly against uh, providing right. for her husband in that way. Um, and, you know, wants to play tennis and kind yeah, of... Anything that gets him out of the house. Exactly. She likes right. him going to the... And that's like the first time she says that, I'm like, well, that's what a Stepford wife would say. Um, yeah, anything that gets him out of the house so I can do my chores, you know, but she's more into her leisure activities. Right. Right. Um, That's true. Yeah. So I, I I took us off on a sidetrack and it was about the science fiction aspect. So she suspects that they're in the end, that they're all being replaced by robots. Right. 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 And when she finally freaks out at the end, one way that she wants to test this is by going to Bobby's house, uh, all by herself in a snowstorm while she has a, after she has a fight with her husband and Bobby is supposed to prove that she's not a robot by cutting herself. Right. And that is as far as we're going to talk about the plot of that book. Right. And then, right. then there is the end of the book. Then there's the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when I, well, I guess, you know, we're not going to talk about that. So we'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll leave the un, or the ending of it. Yeah. Unspoiled ish. So that was the book. Now we have this 1975 movie. Oh, you want it? Boy, James is moving yeah. it along here. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I thought it was a good task. book. And I, I'd recommend reading it. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about some, kind of some of the uh, theories about what the book is about? Oh, because we've we've had some really interesting conversations when we're out there. Oh, that's true. Right. right. Um, because, you know, the obvious interpretation is just kind of the way suburbia, I won't say emasculates because it's it's women, right? That domesticates women in, in some way. And so, you know, this is during the women's lib movement and, and Joanna is definitely a women's liber. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And well, in the book, even even Walter is, right? He, yeah. He, yeah, he, was, he was yeah. right along the same lines as she was, which mm-hmm. is, which is why I think makes the book better or good anyway, is that you got them both who are on the same page and eventually they both, they both become not on the same page, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's a question of why did that happen? Right. Yeah. In the book, it's much less clear because we, we were noting that Joanna is, seems to be a very solicitous wife mm-hmm. I and mean, she's trying to please her husband and, right. and, right. and yet also trying to affect change in the world and in right. her community. Mm-hmm. And, and as from the household perspective, she doesn't have a terribly horrible home. It's not messy. It's not you know, a complete pigsty like what we've been communicating. Bobby's house was, right. right? I mean, her house was just horrible, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you got Walter in, uh, Joanna's house. Was not a pigsty. There was nothing horribly going on. The kids were pretty normal. They weren't unhappy. There yeah. really wasn't, there didn't seem to be a change necessary. Right. And so when she starts becoming suspicious and 
it's it's kind of gradual that you see the change in Walter because at some point he says, well, mm-hmm. you know, you could stand to put on some makeup now and then. Right. 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 Because because earlier in the book they decided to host the men's association a meeting at their house and she thought right. that'd be great you know then I can kind of observe and and she says you know give me fifteen minutes and I'll even be a beautiful host um, so she she <laughs> you know gets herself all gussied up and everything right. and then then later on he's kind of like well why don't you do that more often um, than for just special occasions right well, yeah but there's a there's a thing about that meeting that you and I have disagreed about and I would love to get your take on this Emily Ooh, yes so here's here's the deal okay mm-hmm. we know at some point that he may have decided that his wife needs to become a Stepford wife through whatever process that that might be. Right. And all through that meeting, two things happen. The first is that he invites her into the discussion and the other husbands are accepting of it, but not not encouraging right. of it. They're kind of right. tolerating it. Right. Some of them more than others. Some of them more right. than others. The second thing is there's a really famous illustrator there who has in the past published pictures in magazines that tend to uh, idealize women and their form, right? And I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Ira. Yeah, Ira Mazur or something like that. Yeah. he. You know, so she, once she's introduced to him, she says, you know, oh, you know, your oh, drawings the- made my ch- my teenage years so hard because I couldn't be. Right. Uh, a Mazer girl or a Miser girl or whatever. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so he Mazer. ends up sketching her throughout that meeting. Pretty sure. And, and my theory is that at that point, uh, Walter has decided that she's going to be Stepfordized. And so they're, they're taking the, the sketches so that they can begin doing whatever it is that right. they need to do. Right. That's step one. Right? That, yeah. Step one. That so that gradual. was, that was my theory. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, but I'm not, totally sure that he was necessarily on board yet. They they may have taken step one, make the drawing, and then they go, hey, right. you could be living Check with it that. Out, right. you know? mm. Yeah, I think it's a gradual transition. I don't think, because, I mean, Walter was, you know, on the same team as Joanna and mm-hmm. at the beginning, and so for, I think, over... I think mo- the book and the movies, they all follow this. He doesn't, in, in some instances, and for the different movies, he he's different. But um, for the most part, I think that it's a gradual, you know, he's slowly coming around to wanting her more Stepfordized as they go along. I think it just seems to happen quicker in the movies than it did in the book. Uh, yeah. Like, to, to me, it seemed by, by the time they had that dinner party, it seemed that Walter had already made the choice, made the decision mm-hmm. uh, to have her Stepfordized. And in the book, it didn't seem like that decision had been made yet. Like what Seth said, he wasn't completely on board when they had the dinner party. They're just, you know, they were having the dinner party. Uh, it, it, it didn't seem as obvious to me reading it that that was going, what was going on yet, as opposed to the, the movie, the, especially the 75 movie. It did seem pretty obvious at that point that yeah. Walter was ready. Right. Well, so let's talk about the, the 75 movie. Cause the, the thing that I think supports what you're saying, James, is mm-hmm. right at the beginning, they're moving out of their apartment in New York and driving out to the country, right? Right. In the suburbs. Right. And he comes out like carrying the dog or something. Yeah. And, and then, then just gripes at her about, you know, nice right. job clearing out the apartment. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's that kind of a dick already. Yeah. So. The, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That social, that happiness wasn't even there in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. For them. Uh, as opposed in the book where they're, you know, they were happy. They seemed on the same page. They were, they, they were both pretty conscious of why they were leaving the city. Mm-hmm. They had agreed together to leave the city. Um, you know, they had done all this as a proper a wife and couple. husband would do. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the 75 movie, 
that just didn't seem to be the case at all. Yeah, it right? seemed much more unilateral. Yeah. Like he's like, we're moving to the suburbs. And you and get that argument pretty, pretty, cl- uh, pretty, uh, quickly after they moved too, where Jamana's like, did you even, you know, ask me before we moved here? I mean, you asked me, but you already made the decision before you asked me, right? right. Um, he, he wasn't as likable of a character, the 75 version. He, he no. just was, he's, Right. And she was way too hot for him, too. Yeah, there was a serious hotness in his match there. (laughs) She was way better looking than he was. That seems to be a a theme in the movies. It does. I was going to say the 2000s version as well. The Broderick and Kidman. That's not a... Yeah. That would never happen in real life. That's not an obvious match. (laughs) No. And to me, that's one of the aspects of horror in the book that got lost in the movies. Although I, I like it that it's clear in the movies is... What happened to Walter to transform him from right. this, prog- you know, socially progressive, you know, women's my equal, my wife is my partner to, yeah. you know, why yeah. aren't you talking about like, laundry like, like we these missed other that in the movies. We missed that transformation that uh, the transformation of Walter, right? Yeah. yeah, there was a transformation in the book of Walter mm-hmm. as well, and we didn't get that in the movie. Well, did you want to talk about your your theory? Are you comfortable? With it? Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. So I, I've mentioned in the past that I'm rather prudish. I work hard at being prudish. I think it's the right, proper Christian thing to do. Uh, all, all through there, there are only a few things in the book which they bring forth as evidence to say why you would want a Stepford wife. And so mm-hmm. one is, is that it's completely selfish, right? Yeah, that yeah. that mm-hmm. woman is now there only to meet your needs. Uh, she takes right. care of the kids, the house, everything, and then you go it off and go do whatever you want. you in any way. She doesn't need anything from you at all except, you know, maybe a recharge or a reboot every once in a while. Right. The that's what you kids are calling is, it these days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> are they running Linux or Windows? <laughs> in the 2004 movie, it was clearly Windows. Yes. Uh, the other thing they mentioned that happens at the women, at the men's club is they watch X-rated movies. And, and yeah. I, br- I brought this up to the guys when we were running, say, if if you came home from an event and you know you wanted to have sex with your wife, who would choose masturbating in bed to having sex with your wife when she's always been accommodating and available? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she wakes up and is like, "What's going on here? How come you didn't wake me up?" Yeah. Right. So yeah. this but is then, somewhat adult themed. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll warn my sister not to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so and then progressively they talk about that and their sexual happiness as a couple becomes less and less and less. It does. Right. Uh, even to the point where she says, "Hey." Am I not doing something that you want? Can I do something else that you would enjoy? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of goes, eh, yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And there, yeah. you know, they, I think they have a fight after that. Mm-hmm. And that to me says there's been a, a loss of attraction between right. the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. which to me says it's the X-rated movies. Right. Now, when, when we had kind of disagreed about this, it's not explicitly stated at that first one what happened at the, at the actual Men's That's meeting. Because right. she, she asked him if they watched dirty movies or something. He's like, no. But then at the very end of the book, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm little... not sure if in the movie or, or it even comes out that where Diz no. tells her, yeah, we watch X-rated movies. That's our, dirt, yeah. our big dirty secret. In the, in the Which, 75 movie, it was dirty movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we watch dirty movies and play poker and drink. Right. And so I thought, well, is that a smoke screen or were they really doing that? But, but right. Colin's definitely on. Yeah. They were definitely polluting their minds. Yeah. Do you think it could have gone though beyond the just the dirty movies to seeing other idealized women, um, you know, to see the other Stepford women, and you get that visual imagery every time you turn around in your community, where the the new husbands are like, that's what you could be having, and so it goes beyond the dirty movies in the men's association to everywhere I look, I see mm-hmm. these Playboy bunny type. I mean, 
these gorgeous Yeah, there's women. an element of peer pressure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, objectification of women has been realized. Right. Right. It's no longer just in print and on the web. Now it's in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I a good go point, actually. The actual objectification, where they, they turn objects into women, essentially. But, but you know, um, idealistically, romantically, Probably. I would want to believe that uh, I, I will love my wife no matter what the other women in the community look like. Right. Because, you know, I love her. Mm-hmm. I don't love her image. Right. So, but, the, but does that selfishness take over the, the love, right? That's the question. That, that seems to be what's happening here, at least in the book anyway. The movie, he doesn't need any convincing. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And, and, and like, you know, she snipes at him a bit more in, right. in the movie. And I, like we were talking on, on the run the other day when, when he's standing in the house and, you know, by the fireplace, he's like, Hey, you ever make it in front of a fireplace? And, you know, Not the, with the, you. The, yeah, the right answer Perfect. would be, nope. <laughs> um, where, where, where she says not with you and I'm like ooh no the right dang, answer would be was... yes <laughs> yeah. There, yeah there's no love lost between them and it, it's a sad thing right although yeah. there is at one point where uh, they have a fight and uh, Walter in the movie goes up to his wife takes her by the shoulders and says I love you right. and it's like there's this internal angst going on mm-hmm. right. he's, he's trying to convince himself to her. Yeah. he's trying to convince himself and on exactly. that point you know he's yeah. on the slope it's just a matter of time yeah. till he buys in yeah so the 1975 movie, admittedly, I watched it kind of episodically. I watched it a little bit at a time. And it seemed really, really slow to me. And I don't know if it did to you guys as well. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So that would be consistent with Rollerball, right? That was right. another 1975 movie that was pretty Yeah, slow. it went along with the 70s movies being slow theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, the movie starts off with them getting in the car and then driving for three and a half minutes while the credits roll. And right. Like, I guess right. I get that you had to do something while the credits roll, but... You didn't have to show that at all. Yeah, true. But on the other hand, it's also kind of creepy where I, I didn't get the creep factor so much in the book as I did in the movie. And it's something to do with right. kind of the music and the looks of people. And you do get that impression pretty early on that Walter is not totally on the level. There's that one scene where he runs into one of the other guys whose wife had brought them a casserole and he says mm-hmm. something like, she cooks as good as she looks. Right. When he said that, I'm like, ooh, that was creepy. <laughs> that creepy was 2000. Dude, it is kind of creepy. That wasn't 75. No, no, no it was 75. It was in 75 yeah, too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it was, he's a yeah. really dirty old man. I mean. Yeah. It, he was, yeah, he creeping was on his wife. Exactly, yeah. 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 Or someone else's wife. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, like he was like creeping on that guy's right. wife. He was just creepy in that movie. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. I, the music though, I, I know we're, Rollerball, we were, you know, the music was kind of an interesting mix. And mm-hmm. I, I really liked the, the scary aspect of the music in the mm-hmm. 75, uh, Stepford Wives. I thought that was, uh, it kind of added to the, the scary, not sure what's going to happen, yeah. creepy aspect to it. You know, I don't think we're going to be able to avoid spoiling the end to talk about some of the gripes and some of the, the cool parts in either film. So now that you're back from reading, we're ready to talk about the end of the Hooray. movie because the book. Well, shouldn't you be back from watching since we're talking about the end of the yeah, movie? Yeah, reading, watching, everything. You should have really <laughs> all done it all. Of the above, please. <laughs> you have to know that if you're a regular listener to our show, we spoil the crap out of everything. So That's true. Every now and then we'll, we'll like hold back on on something. If like if it's something in theaters, maybe we won't won't spoil everything. Right. Either. Yeah. Ooh. This is you know thirty. It's, a, it's forty yeah. years old. 40 True. years since the movie came out. Yeah. yeah. Slackers, yeah. get on it. So the book just kind of goes with implication, right? You never know, is she right? Are they actually building replacement wives? Right. Or are they just somehow brainwashing her? I wanted to say that was one of the things I liked about the book. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it was that 
almost, like you were saying though, what Stephen King said a while ago, that perfect 100 page ish mm-hmm. book to make into a movie. Mm-hmm. I think they did a good job about that. And yeah. I doubt Ira Levitt did it on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you had this book that it, it left enough vague that the movie was able to actually add something to it. Yeah. It'd still be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to a lot of times we run across these books that they don't really need anything added to them. The movies try to add to them and it ends up being crap. Right. Or and they, they dice up, dice it up so bad that right. it's rec- not recognizable. Yeah. Right. Every detail has been spelled out already. And, yeah. and this, the book left a lot to the imagination and to the screenwriting. Well, aspect I liked of the things. way the last kind of chapter of it, the last little interlude of it mm-hmm. shifted perspective from Joanna's perspective to, uh, Mrs. Henry, wasn't it? The Charlotte. black lady, right? Charlotte, yeah. Right, Charlotte. right. The um, new... Yeah, where she ran into them at the supermarket. Right. It's yes. the, um, kind of the same ending you get in the book, only with no black people. Yeah. Um, we... Right, we're talking Wait, kind no, of the no, end of the movie. there was black right? people in the movie. There were? At the very the, end, the yeah. very end. In, oh, you in the supermarket? In the yeah, okay. In the, yeah. In the supermarket. Yeah, I blinked and missed it. So. It was like a, it was like a, a nod to the book. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. Probably. One of those type of inclusions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because he's all talking like this. And <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so the pattern I mentioned was from the time they moved to Stepford, four months later, there's a precipitating event. And that is the a couple ask another couple to watch their kids so they can have a weekend away right. to, to just rediscover have to reconnect. To reconnect. Yes. See, we can just go on a weekend away. I don't got that problem. Yeah. And that happens to Charmaine. <laughs> that happens to Bobby. And then uh Joanna's time comes up and she absolutely flips out. She comes home because right. she is so upset about this. Maybe happening here. She's been seeing a psychiatrist. She's right. on uh, antidepressants or sedatives right. or something like that. Yeah. She comes home. The kids are gone. Right. Something to help her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, her husband locks her in the room. She crawls out the window. She's trying to escape to get to her kids, and she thinks they're at Bobby's house. So she gets to Bobby's house, um, and she says, you know, I need to see whether or not you're a robot. And this is all well, heavily she, paraphrased, right? I thought she ended up in the men's building. In the book? They, they take her to Bobby's house after they kind of capture right. her. And right. that's the book. And she right. starts to, yeah. No, we're talking about the movie. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Nope. Well, no, I, I was back in the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so she okay. says she wants to see Bobby cut herself so that she knows right. that Bobby isn't a robot. And if she's not a robot, then everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where that scene ends. Right. And she had, been, thought, she had right. been talking right. herself out of, of no, 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 no. They, they wouldn't do this. You know, the husbands aren't right. all in on it. It's all coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and maybe she has been not taking care of herself, and and it's 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 almost like a um, second abuse victim, right? You know, talking oh, herself right. into staying with an abuser. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the next scene is, yeah, uh, the author that she met at the library. She meets her at the grocery store because she's just finished her book, mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh, you know, I'd love to get together with you." And she says, "Well, I'm very busy, and I might not have time." And then Charlotte says, "But I'm going away with my husband this weekend for a chance to reconnect." Right. And so there's this progressives, like you know. Did it really happen to her? And then, like, it sure looks like it happened to her. Mm-hmm. And then, what about Charlotte? Which means yeah. it's ongoing. It's actually yeah. even more subtle than that because it ends with Charlotte at home saying she's almost finished with the book and she wants to plug away at it um, and get it done. Otherwise, I won't be able to enjoy our weekend. And yeah. that's that's right. as it's it's not even explicit that this is their weekend away. But, mm-hmm. So I really thought it was it was a skillful way to to not spell everything out, right? So that's one thing I liked about the book. Where then the movie Definitely. is a lot more explicit. Right. In the movie, she actually goes to the men's association. Mm-hmm. And well, she does go to Bobby's house first. Does go to, and, and stabs her. And stabs her. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of goes, yes. and glitches you know? her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she begins to go like, you know, a broken record. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Why did you do this? General protection fault. General protection fault. <laughs> yeah. Blue screen. Blue screen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And so then she ends up in a room and sees 
the upgraded version of herself with empty eye sockets because they haven't finished her yet. Right. Um, Which I, between the two movies, I thought the men's association that we noticed that it was the same setup, which mm-hmm. I oh, thought yeah. was in a kind yeah. of cool kind of that square nod, layout, right? Yeah. With the two stories, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't exactly the same in the 2000s version, but yeah, yeah it was. It does seem very similar in the 2000s exactly. version. You know, in the in the uh, 1975 movie, you know how there's kind of that white dot in the middle of both her. Eyes, her blank eyes. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. that was not intended. They, they wa- had oh. wanted them matte black, you know. Wow. But the contacts mm-hmm. that she put in were so reflective they couldn't get her. Oh. <laughs> but I thought it was creepy enough. So. It was pretty creepy. It Absolutely. reminded me of like a shark, uh, about, you know, mm-hmm. on the prey, on the yeah. ears. Yeah. Cause she's sitting yeah. there at that mirror brushing her hair mm-hmm. and you can't see her face in the mirror or in from where the camera's okay. positioned. Mm-hmm. But she right. turns around and kind of smiles. Yeah. Kind of smiles. And, and then and she's stacked. Yeah. She yes. is upgraded right. significantly. And I should say, She's this movie double is rated, the D's. Yeah. This, uh, double dose of pimping. <laughs> uh, idiocracy reference. Nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, th- this movie is rated PG. And, and yet PG, that thing she's really? wearing is pretty <gasps> sheer. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So content warning, just because it's PG, 1975. Right. 70s PG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, and she stands up and like takes some, like a silk scarf or something is acting like she's going to strangle. Right. Yeah. China. And then, then it fades out. So I have a question about this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they completely recreated her bed, their bedroom. And I was wondering mm. why they did that. Was it for the robot? Was it for Joanna? Was it for the viewer right. to? It was for get... beta testing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> beta testing period. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, you should leave it in because it, it, it it's more the horror. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. They, their capability of completely being able to recreate everything in their lives is that their the goal. Of it served to be super creepy. I did not make that connection. Yeah. So, yeah. But but this again, you know, I wasn't totally paying attention while I was watching it. Right. So. Um, we we had wanted to mention the screenwriter. Yeah, trivia time. Yeah. Uh, so the screenwriter is from the prince is the guy that wrote the Princess Bride, William Goldman, mm-hmm. who also did. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, the one with uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman. And Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, th- I thought that was interesting. But one, one other bit of trivia is evidently the original screenplay called for the wives to be like Playboy Playmate, like wearing fishnets right. and stuff. Oh, oh boy. Uh, but but then, <laughs> then, then it was either the producer or the director. Do you know about this? Yes, I read about it. It was, um, he cast his wife. Yeah. An actress wife and. Yeah. Where she was pretty, but right, not Playboy not Playmate. Exactly. Right. And so, so they ended up going with the more kind of almost throwback 1950s look. Yeah. Everyone wears beautiful dresses and aprons in the house mm-hmm. and their hair is right. immaculately done and their makeup is done. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is knowing that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not sure that makes as much sense in the seventies. You know, the seventies, you'd think you might have, have gone for what Goldman originally wanted to do. Well, and we should point out that it's some the of the other actresses, they're really attractive. Catherine oh, yeah. Ross, mm-hmm. uh, Tina Louise, who plays mm-hmm. Ginger from Gilligan's Island, is Charmaine. Wow. I oh, yeah. That oh. Either. yeah. <laughs> I, was more, I was more oh. of a Marianne guy. <laughs> Pigtails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And yet here they are still trying to, you know, improve on their wives when they were, right. you know. We're beautiful already. Lovely women. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, the movie's pretty well thought of. It's got a 67% positive rating on Fresh Tomatoes. 
You always say fresh tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> One of these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's old enough that we don't have any information about box uh, office. The, yeah, the budget of the box office. But here are a couple things right. to know. This launched five movies. The book did. There's right. the original. There were mm-hmm. three television movies, which followed on. Mm-hmm. Revenge of oh, the wow. Stepford Wives. Uh, the Stepford Husbands. <laughs> Husbands and the, the Stepford, Stepford Children. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And so they made remakes all the way up to 1996. Wow. wow. And then eight years later came the remake with Nicole Kidman and Matthew Broderick. Catherine Ross won an award for her job, for her acting hmm. in 1975 from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Nice. Oh, nice. Which wow. I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it probably <laughs> predates cool. the Saturns and the Hugh, and some of the Hugos. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So I was curious about the, I, I read about the 1980s Revenge of the Stepford Wives. I, we didn't get to see it, but, um, it, I was kind of curious if the 2000s version movie actually took some of the, the information because, or took, kind of that plot because oh, they're sure. hypnotized they break free of the conditioning and quote-unquote kill the mastermind so i'm wondering if there's maybe some connections between yeah that revenge of the stepford, oh, okay. stepford wives <laughs> <laughs> you know that does sound like the end of the, the 2004 remake exactly really close. yeah exactly well, why, so why don't we transition into talking about that one yeah so uh, the 1975 movie is very canonical it, it clears up right. some questions, you know, are they making their wives mm-hmm. into robots? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why, why is Walter starting to change? Well, they don't have the happiest of marriages. Right. So. And it's a bit of a thriller. And it, it's really, it's a thriller. Yeah. The 2004 was envisioned as a comedy. Right. And right. if you read what other people said about it, <laughs> yeah. they say that's where it failed. Right. So the real, uh, well, it was actually envisioned as a comedy by the directors and producers and all that. Yeah, when that's they started they going for the remake. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And then <laughs> and they, there was a lot of social they commentary. They totally failed. <laughs> so where it was uh, a serious social commentary in the 70s, now right. it's kind of a laughing thing. And, you know, we mentioned yeah, one right. of the jokes they had. It's called Claire Robics because her, her name, name is Claire. Claire. Uh, I thought that was funny, actually. Yeah. It's much more broadly comedic, you know. It's and it, we were joking about huh, broad comedy, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, a lot of the humor is really, really obvious. But there is some, there is some legitimate satire that I actually did appreciate about um, Joanna's job. She works. She works at a television right. network and is a producer for these ridiculous reality shows. Um, the the one that they show is I can do better, right? Yeah. Where right. where which is funny because it's you go to an island and you're tempted with all these good looking people, and then you decide if you're going to stay with your your spouse or not, or if you can do better, right? Which subsequently there was this Temptation Island show that essentially did just that, where it took a bunch of I mean it was all like really good looking <laughs> couples and took them to an island and let them. Exactly. It, was a, like, it was a big key part. This happened? This, is a, this, this was, was a real actual, thing? This was an actual show, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, so here's, here's the, the question. Satire did it good. precede the movie or did it follow the movie? It's a good question. Season one premiered on January 10th, 2001. Okay. So before. So that's before the 2004 yeah. remake. Yeah, so maybe it was uh, kind okay. of lampooning that sort of television. And it was... It was carried to a comedically ridiculous level. Right. Yeah. Where at one point yeah. the spurned husband of a previous show comes back and opens up with a gun, started shooting people. Right. And, right. 
Right. And I thought, I thought it was interesting though. I thought it was kind of funny that then her boss brings her in and is like, you know what this means? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. We have to get the television rights to an interview. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, naturally, <laughs> no, it kind of means you're fired. Yeah. Um, so the inciting incident is completely different for the 2004 film where it's not the husband deciding I'm going to move you out to the suburbs so I can replace you with someone better. It's the wife has a nervous breakdown. Post and they have to move. Yeah, yeah. And they have to move away. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's completely zonked. Yeah. She doesn't right. talk that whole she's time. Done. And so I was left with the impression that he looked around, found Stepford, yes. liked what he saw, maybe in all sorts of ways, <laughs> and then hauled maybe. her and the kids Wholesome. there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, okay. So we should talk. This is Matthew Broderick and Nicole Kidman, not a match made in obviousness. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's about a match made in ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to say though, I like this was not. Nicole Kidman's best look ever. The short hair thing? No, she looked like she was going bald. I think so. I was so high. The first time I saw this movie, I was, this is absolutely horrible. And then now watching it just recently, um, I realized that what they were doing is Nicole Kidman makes a fantastic after, like a before and after picture. Yeah, yeah. I think they cast her in her role because she is just this gorgeous after it's mm-hmm. and they oh, just they that's had to was, do something yeah. to make her look i was thinking the contrast like yeah. yeah exactly they made her look very severe right yeah beginning. right yeah the dark clothes the dark hair not sure. a lot of makeup yeah. right yeah um so i i was kind of mentioning that the the 1975 film to me felt a little whitewashed because you don't you didn't have charlotte as a major character right you didn't have much talk of they they actually talked about hanukkah and that kind of stuff in the in the book not in the mm. movie. Right. Um, unless they did at that boring men's meeting, which that was all kinds of boring. Yeah. Right. Um, in portraying a boring <laughs> meeting, you don't have to make it that boring. But, <laughs> but so then in this one, you have Bette Midler as Bobby. Oh, and that's your Jewish amazing. angle, right? Yeah. Um, I, she's my favorite character. I wish they could have taken Bette Midler and put it, her in the 1975 film. Exactly. Yeah. She would have made a much better Bobby Absolutely. than the actress they had for well, that. Well, that, that couple, it's her and John Lovitz, right? Yeah. You know that's going to go over the top. And, and when they show it her was, house. It was, but it was pretty good though. I liked it. Yeah. And they show her house and it's just, it's a, like, <laughs> like a war area, right? Yeah. A war zone. I love, she's eating a cereal out of an ice cream container. I, did anyone catch what it was? <laughs> she didn't have a bowl, so she no, was eating. No, so she put it in the ice cream box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the ice cream and cereal. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk positives. Um, I, I did love Glenn We Close. just did, Bette Midler. Right. See, I'm not, I'm not crazy about Bette Midler. So, so oh. I didn't, I didn't really, I, I found them a little too over the top. Oh. Okay. Um, I, I really liked Glenn Close. I well, thought she f- committed to that role. Um, when, when they're doing the clairobics and she's doing the, you know, this, oh, right. Yeah. The sweeping or whatever. I and the washing machines. Yeah. All yeah. exercise, heels, full makeup and dress. Right. You know, that's how I'm going to go to the gym from now on. Right. That's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. the plan. <laughs> we had, uh, you, you were, you were going to be at the gym before we recorded this today. This is true. And so we were going to say, and Emily has just gotten back from Claire <laughs> Um, and of course my, my sister commented on Facebook. The best part about that movie was Christopher Walken. I commented, he's usually the best part of any movie he's in and some that he, he hasn't been in. Right. That's the same the movies he hasn't been. Yeah. <laughs> the, the video they had for, um, advertising the, the Stepfordization yes. process was absolutely oh, fantastic. That was like old propaganda <laughs> videos from like World War totally. II Nazi Germany. It was freaking cool so, though. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of more 1970s style. Yeah. Animation. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was a nice nod back to the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I also I, I I thought the gay guy was hilarious. Actually, oh, I thought he yes. was he was yeah. kind of my favorite part. Yeah. And there was there was definitely some social satire, some lampooning of, right. of the kind of right wing. It's funny. I thought things. I thought I was thinking that the gay thing was kind of like their way of modernizing it. Yeah, yeah, know? definitely. Right. Yeah, token. Right, token gay. Oh yeah, guy, totally. Right? <laughs> um, but but they had the you know the <gasps> gay Republican. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, they do exist actually. But um, you know, this movie didn't think they should. Right. I think. Um, I mean, it was kind of the obver- obvious kind of liberal bias. It didn't bother me because I'm used to it. Right. You're in yeah. Portland. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Keep yeah. it weird. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fine with weird. Anyth- anything, else, anything else good to say about the movie? <laughs> why are we struggling with this? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Uh, it's not a very good movie. New. No. Uh, no. it, there, there, it was definitely more comedic. Yeah. Barely. But the big the big problem to me is, are the ladies turned into robots, or are they just given microchips and and right. kind of control overlord stuff? Yeah. Right. At first, I think there's a nod back to the seventy five movie because everyone has their own little personal remote you know, control, gold plated inscribed oh, yes. remote control where you can put them up and down <laughs> right. the stairs. You can inflate and deflate them at your pleasure. Yeah, that was that was personalized remote control for for the wife. Yeah, right, and, yeah. and there was that scene that was an attempt at humor where the wife starts walking up the stairs backwards. Um, right. Yes. Right. They rewound her, I guess. Um, right. <laughs> there, there's there's a scene in the 1975 film where Bobby and Joanna walk in on some mm, married people activities going on, and <laughs> loudly upstairs, right. fairly loudly, but right. in the, in the 2000. For one, it, it was, was much over more, the yeah, top. It was way over the top. It was. It was played for goofy. comedy, and yeah. I'm, yeah, didn't really work. Kind of fell flat. Yeah, I, I thought the timing was off in a lot of places. Like, there's the scene where they bring in the wife, and she gives the guys some money, and they're waiting for Walter's reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, to me, this was the reveal. Hey, guess right. what? There's right. something else here you need to know about. Yeah, it was right. much more explicit. Yeah, but it took too long. It did. You sat and waited. And they're all Pause. looking expectantly at Walter. Yeah. And his whole comment is, it's singles. Those are all singles? Those are all yeah. singles. Hey. Yeah, that was strange. And, and you know, for anybody, she this is the singles. scene where she puts the debit card into her mouth and then spits right. out cash through her mouth. Right. And, and so now we're thinking, okay, they're robots. But later on, when they do the uh, the advertising thing that we just That's talked about. point. They're all chips. just chips in the lady's head. Right. So the process is supposed to be reversible. Yeah. So it's like brainwashing, right. but right. with technology. Yeah. So, so that's that's the main problem with the film is I'm like, do you, which was it? Is it a mixture? Right. Maybe it's a mixture. Maybe. Like, no, my wife is so bad. I need her replaced in time. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. not that bad. Just chipper. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the real problem. It wants to be a comedy, but it was supposed to be a thriller. Yeah. Right. And in doing right. that, I think they, they made both parts bad. Well, so from what I understand, there was some uh, discord in the development of the movie where oh. I think they had intended for it to be like the downer ending, like the original like mm-hmm. the book and mm-hmm. and the 1975 film because why else do you have the mannequin with the empty eyes if if all you're doing is putting chips in right yeah. right I mean, yeah. that that was these are robots and then robots. they did re, yeah they did reshoots and stuff and and changed i'm not sure if they changed how it ended or what um i i didn't care enough Don't to you. actually do the research um but yeah because it's it's very strange to me this movie that you end up with spoiler alert the big bad is Claire, not the guys. Right. And the guy, the person who saves the day is Walter. And so I'm like, this is as far from a feminist movie as you can get when you have the man coming to the rescue. Yeah. And 
and being all heroic that, well, you know what? Ultimately, I decided not to replace my wife with a robot or have her ever changed, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Medal uh, of Honor winner there. And the punishment for the husbands is to be stuck in a grocery store trying to do the shopping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. So the subtlety was lost. It was way over the top in several areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if you read the Wikipedia article about it, it says that there was a lot of discord and acrimony on the set between the director, Frank Oz, also known as Yoda, and, and Kermit the Frog. And Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I thought Kermit the Frog was Jim Henson. Frank In Oz any case, did the voice, though. Okay. Because <laughs> he did the voice of Yoda, right? He did the voice of Yoda. Yeah. And Fozzie Bear. Yeah. And Wow, yep. I'm getting really geeky here, aren't I? <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, that, where there was problems between the Not director, just your shirt. yes, the director and all the actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so where do we go from here? Well, it cost ninety million dollars to make. They spent forty-five million dollars on wow. pre-release promotion, and it only brought in one hundred and two million at the box office. Well, so, at least it didn't go under like a rollerball. Rollerball. Yeah. Right. And so something that it had a a twenty year history of of having remakes, successful remakes, it kept coming and coming, and exploring this idea from other things mm-hmm. ends in two thousand and four. Yeah. It's, it's now dead and done. Yeah. Uh, as far as critical review, just at like Rotten ball. Tomatoes, twenty six percent. Wait, compared to what was the seventy five version? Sixty seven. Really? Wow. Yeah. So anything over fifty is considered fresh. Yeah. You know, in in the eighties, you're talking really really good movie, but. Mm-hmm generally well-received, I think you would say, from the, the 70s one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about this in the past, where when you make a remake, you, you have an original film that's quite faithful, that actually did a good job of adding a couple things to kind of make the story right. flow maybe a little better, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, to just be a little more explicit. You had room to make a remake different, and they made a remake that was somewhat different, but it sucked. Yeah. So, right. you know, I'm I'm always like, yeah, make changes, make changes, make it better. Not all change is good. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, and as, as far as the reveal goes, I like the fact that they cleared some things up, like like the nature of the relationship between Walter and Joanna. At the end, though, with the reveal that they really are robots, mm-hmm. I don't think that needed to happen. If you read mm-hmm. enough Stephen King and watch mm-hmm. enough Stephen King, you learn that the things you don't tell the, the reader and the viewer are scarier than the yeah. things you show them. Yeah. And the classic example of that is in Jaws. Right. Where half, you don't see Jaws until over halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Let him sit it and sweat fear. it. Yeah, absolutely. Of unknown. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can really kind of sit there with Joanna and wonder and be scared. Or you can put yourself into Walter's role and say, what, what, what caused him to fall out of love with his wife and want to replace her with a piece of plastic and metal? Yeah. Well, and so in the, in the 2004 one, you do have, you kind of finally have that question put to everybody why why wouldn't you want to be with a real woman um and it's it's pretty ham-handed in in the 2004 one but this is what i thought you know these guys in stepford might have daughters is this what they want for their daughters <laughs> oh which oh. um one of the made for tv movies they actually replace the kids as well so mm. they they do take <laughs> on that variation yeah and, they, uh... and and the book has uh Joanna asking Bobby's kids about the change in their mom. Oh, yeah, she's totally changed. I really like it. I hope it'll right. stay. She cooks us hot breakfast. Right. Yeah. So it, it kind of strains credulity, you know. To, it's hard to suspend disbelief and think that they could come up with that realistic of of an android that would smell like mom, you know, that would really feel like mom. <laughs> so. As long as she's baking cookies, how do you tell? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The next generation of Stepford kids were very plump. 
Right. <laughs> More exercising required. Mm-hmm. Laundry. Clairobics. Right. <laughs> so I think that goes to the shallowness of the idea of wanting a Stepford wife. Right. You don't want a relationship. You don't want a partner. You just want someone who meets your needs and asks nothing from you. Right. And they lampoon that pretty yeah. well. And this, it's kind of the way I look at the typical Hollywood marriage, right? Like, the, like mm. Jim, Her- Jim Carrey, uh, Lauren Holly. That's, that's kind of my quintessential example <laughs> where they're married for like five months. Oh. And like, oh, and then, then all of a sudden he realized that she didn't always have her makeup done perfectly and they split. Surprise. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened in that marriage, but it's the typical thing you see in Hollywood marriages, right? right. They don't last very long. The shine is off the pony. Yeah. I, so I'm kind of switching. Um, I was doing some research late last night and early this morning. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, there's actually been a resurgence. So I was researching the cult of domesticity and it goes back to 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. It made a resurgence in the 1950s after World War II, hmm. um, when the women have all been kicked out of the workplace and. Right. And there's now actually... Um, yeah, thanks for being Rosie the Riveter. Now get back in the kitchen. And pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, good work. Now go right. make babies and mm-hmm. clean up after them. Yeah. Um, but there's been another resurgence that's happening now. And um, I just thought that was an interesting aspect that mm-hmm. this movie is kind of coming in at that... These that women still, um, women, men, everyone still struggles with this human nature and trying to improve. But where were the lines of personal and home versus, yeah. you know, the workplace career and this balance that everyone, right. everyone's trying. Well, to in the nineties, there was the you know Hillary Clinton said unpopular things about women who chose to stay home, right, um, and basically diminishing that contribution. You know, and so there's been there there was a backlash against that as well. And so sort of to back to the, no, it's perfectly respectable to, to be a homemaker and, and take care of your kids. It's a full-time job. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or your husband. Right. (laughs) Respectable to to pursue your dream, no matter what it is, whether it's to raise a family or stay home Mm -hmm. or have a career or any one or none or all three. We're about ready to wrap up. Well, so. so we've had feedback from Emily. Do we have any feedback from uh, anybody else who listens to us or follows us on Twitter right. or Facebook? We did, I, Roger, I did. Uh, Roger, was it? Yes. yes. Roger Cousineau. I actually uh, yeah. direct you messaged rock, him Roger. on Twitter and went, I, I want to pronounce your name right. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Cousineau. Is that right? And he's like, yeah, it's close enough. So he's from, uh, Roger is from Quebec. And uh, and he runs a site called The Geek Likes. And I'll put a, a link in the show notes to that. And I also link to it on I liked it as our Facebook page and I put, put a link on our website as well. Um, cool. So he, he has lots of geeky resources there. So Roger, thank you very much for your contribution and for your, uh, friendship. Yay. So he, he went ahead and, uh, sent us a message on, on Facebook. He says, it's been a while since I've seen both movie versions or read the short novel by Ira Levin. That being said, I clearly remember the sense of dread and despair I felt throughout the story for Joanna, the story's main character, as she witnesses the disturbing changes around her and slowly but surely realizes the horrific fate that she seems powerless to escape. And then he, he went ahead and ranked them and he goes, he goes with the, with the novel and then the original film and then the remake, which, I, I think we're probably going to find hey, some commonality that's in, what I was <laughs> in the rankings. So, yeah. yeah. So thanks again, Roger. And I appreciate that comment. And, and yeah, they're really, that's something that's almost completely lost on the 2004 mm-hmm. film. Yeah. It, it's so yeah. comedic that you don't really get any dread. Right. In it. Right. No. Um, and there's, 
talking, going back again to the robot versus chip thing. You know, there's, there's, there's the, um, right. Is it the Faith Hill one who starts spinning out of control at the dance? And then, and then it looks like the Christopher Walken comes up and like breaks her neck almost to to (laughs) reset the hardware. Chiropractic care. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chiropractor. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And they take her, there's, they're going to take her to the hospital. But the hospital's that way. Right. <laughs> there's a bug line. Oh, in the book. Yeah. I really like that. Um, and the, I think in the film, you have that car accident in the, in right. the parking lot right. of yep. the grocery store. And that's, that's kind of the, there's a bug there. But yeah, it, it says that one of the wives was down with a bug. And, and I thought that was interesting that they didn't say illness. They said bug. So, and I'm not sure if in 1975, if I'm doing, if I'm giving IR11 too much credit for knowing a geeky terminology for code. Well, even earlier, 72. 72, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that the, that turn of phrase just totally matches up with the software Absolutely. bug. It's a good one. Yeah. 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 So should we, should we rank? I think so. Should we be rank? Yes. Yes. Can I suggest that our rankings are either Roger or not Roger? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And if not Roger, you can further expound. <laughs> yeah. James? Sure. Uh, mines are uh, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I mean, cause I like, I'll go that order because I think the book did a good job of being a book that you can make a good movie out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Colin? I'm going to Roger as well. All right. I, yeah, I thought yeah. for a while there, cause you, you were saying about some of the kind of improvements or things that were brought out in the, in the movie. I thought maybe you'd flip them. But. Yeah. I do like, I do like the fact in the movie that it makes it very clear as to why Walter is unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that revealing that they really were robots in the end would kind of spoil it. But you know, there's so much horror about the fact that they did it. Right. Um, it, it didn't really change it. And as a student, uh, fan of Stephen King, I appreciate mm-hmm. horror a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, still I, though, I, the horror of not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Right. You know, puts the book at the top for me. Mm-hmm. Emily. I agree. Um, yeah, absolutely. Book, uh, 1975 and then the 2004. That's definitely the order yeah. that I would choose. So I, I think I watched, I actually watched with, with Elaine, um, the, the remake version on, on Netflix. I'm sorry, Elaine. And, and, I'm and, really you know, sorry. Elaine. <laughs> we can bring both, you cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both kind of like, that movie kind of sucked. Um, but you know, it had its funny moments and stuff and, and, and there was some charm in it. Um, and then I watched the 1975 one and I thought, eh, it's a little boring, you know? So for a while I was thinking, you know, I'm going to go, if I had to rewatch one of the movies, I'd rewatch the 2004 one because it's lower commitment. I can watch it and not really pay attention and, um, <laughs> let some of the silliness wash over me. But there's so many no. problems with it. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't pull the trigger. So I got, I have to agree with Roger as well that. I, I love the book. Uh, the second time reading it, I I really really enjoyed it, and I, I'll probably go and re- read it again sometime. Yeah, because um, I found the prose just delightful, and so yeah, I have to go book original movie remake. So I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but I think it was a good movie, mm-hmm. and it was an excellent adaptation, like James said. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was a good adaptation. Uh, I think we got to decide what we're going to do next. We have oh. decided we're, we're a little short on time, so we decided that we'd go with something that. Had, didn't have a like more than one film to watch because James has got some time constraints in June. You guys are going to Italy or something, right? Oh, you're yeah. going on your vacation away. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we decided since we did iRobot, which was the Iando Bender short story, uh, to do our tribute to Leonard Nimoy, that maybe we should come around 
and complete kind of that trend and do iRobot from Isaac Asimov, which was also the first suggestion we ever got from my friend James Allen on our Facebook page when we first put it up there. Mm. So, so we have like some serious Ozies going on here that we've had a, 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 a reader recommendation that we've let sit there for years. Yeah, look for a year and a half. But uh, that that tells James how much you know how much I really right. like him. So, the other James. Oh, no. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> yeah. No, James is a punk, so I, I can I can no. <laughs> and by the way, you run too fast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um So we're doing iRobot. We are gonna be doing iRobot. So and for your your homework is to read the iRobot collection. Or it's not a collection. It's actually considered a novel because it's a collection of short stories that have a kind of a loose thread connecting all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of that, the interview with Susan Calvin that goes, goes throughout. Uh-huh. And then watch the Will Smith quote unquote adaptation of it. <laughs> and we are also going to watch, um, an adaptation of one of the, st- the stories, uh, Little Lost Robot. And I can't remember from what. Um, but I'll put a link to, uh, no, nobody's going to be able to find it. So <laughs> right. we'll, but we'll talk about it. As well. Uh, we're going to sign off then. Yes. Okay. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, boys, for having me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, n- normally, uh, your contributions to the, the podcast cannot be denied. You know, the cookies and the, and the hosting. And uh, n- not kicking us out of your house. We do appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so did, did, I have a, did I have a blessing? May the road rise up to meet you. And may the cookies you served always be warm. Ah. <laughs> just it. remember, you can do better. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, just remember, you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. So thank you again to Emily and Roger for suggesting The Stepford Wives. And if you would like to send us a suggestion, you can do that. And to do that, you can go to our website, which is pavementpodcast.com or... Find us on Facebook. I think that's one of the better places to do it. It's facebook.com slash pavement podcast or follow us on Twitter at pavement podcast. It's all pavement podcast all day. Yes. Even though we're called take me to your reader. Yeah, that's the problem. We, we, we did the branding before we actually named it, <laughs> but it's okay. That explains the deep scarring. Yes. Yeah. When, once we, <laughs> once we go away for a weekend, we'll have new branding. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, get out there, read iRobot, and watch the movie, and uh, send us your thoughts on it if you like. Hey, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Now it's time to slim and scrub. Let's all be washing machines and Why, oh, why did you ever do that? Uh, I regretted it immediately. Yeah. I would do. The cutting or the cutting? That's yes. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to fit in well here. Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Now you know how it feels. Yes. <laughs> and how can that happen? You're younger than I am. <laughs> True. <laughs> I can't get on your Wi-Fi. Yes. Dawn oh. the apron. Yes. Nice. It's back on. Dawn of the apron. <laughs> <laughs> That's it! <laughs> That is fantastic. That's a good one. (laughs) And she went back to school and now is a certified nurse midwife. And so I do a lot of the cleaning and the cooking, although not all of it. So when when you guys go for a weekend away, you're going to come back. I I realize, right? Stepford husband. All right. Upgrades. (laughs) Which is deeper.
Yes. Colin, I didn't remember you being 6'2". What's going on? <laughs> Abs for days. Abs for days. Abs. What do you mean to Roger or not? What is... Wait, R- Roger, oh. Roger ranked him no- oh. novel 1975. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. We have such a, a shorthand for doing this yes. so often in running that... Hoist the jolly Roger. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> We have decided we're, we're a little short on time. Uh, we're actually recording this in early March because James has got family coming into town and said early that we, we couldn't invade his kitchen. In, uh, Is it really March? Maybe even early Damn. May. Did I say March? Dang it. <laughs> I the, time or March, March and May, April and August. I totally get those screwed up. Yeah. Fresh tomatoes. <laughs> Serve salad, rotten tomatoes, rice right. movies. Yep. Right. See, <laughs> the, the fact is, though, I can edit out the ones that I do. Oh. <laughs> Yours all stay power. The Stefford Podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be running with James and be like, how come you never say that's what she said anymore? Emily told me I shouldn't say that. And I feel like I've been neglecting her. You know? <laughs> that is what I said. <laughs> yes.